Hey everybody, Andrew here. Just wanted to say I hope everyone is safe and healthy as the world starts opening up again. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor Arknight, whose maps, props, and minis bring our game to life. Also to Gordon McAlpin for doing our show art, and to Michaela Garrison for her amazing editing of our show. And for putting up with all the chewing. A special shout out to Kilowatt and her awesome fan art of our show, which you can find on our Twitter page and Instagram link below. In standing in solidarity with Black Lives Matter, we'd like to highlight a black-created D&D actual play stream and now podcast, Rivals of Waterdeep. You can find them over at RivalsOfWaterdeep.com. And as always, to you, our listeners, thank you for journeying with us as we continue to quest both in this game and out in the world we're all trying to navigate in our own ways. We love you all. Now, let's get to it. Friends, fiends! When last we spoke, our heroes took a slight detour to the ruins of Dagnarus, on Yusuf's request. As we pick up our tale once more, I ask that you pour one out for his old mentor, but not too much because this ale is a bit spendy. Okay, let's jump right back into these demon days. Sometimes, grief crashes into you like the debris from a collapsing mage's tower. And sometimes it sneaks up on you like an assassin, two quick stabs in the back with poison blades. Yusuf, it wasn't seeing the smoldering remains of Dagnarus that hit you the hardest, although it did hit you pretty hard. No, it was noting how light Chesterfield's body was as you carried it and buried it that did you in. You could almost hear his voice asking you what the hell you expected from a dead gnome. My sweet Yusuf, you hear in your mind. Gnomes are light as shit when they're alive. Well, maybe not Boffer the Bloated. Anyway, I'm dead and you still need to make destiny your bitch. Now fucking bury me and get it over with. And then it's done, and he's underground, sleeping as we all inevitably must. Eventually, the world returns to your senses, and you hear the distant whir of the phoenix blade and the footfalls of your friends and allies as they move about the wreckage. A thought does occur to you, a hope, really, that maybe his undertower was untouched. Yeah, I guess I'll head to his house next, then. Okay. He'll walk back, just kind of shaking his head at the just profanity that found its way into his head just from thinking about what Chesterfield would say. John, during yeah. the, the the time he was gone, I would have tried to, like, look through the wreckage, see if there were any signs of, you know, a, a retinue that had been left behind or, you know, any buried in the rubble bits of, you know, anything worth potentially scavenging or any of that stuff. I would just kind of clockwise kind of work my way around the town okay. square and kind of go through the huts. I don't know how long he's theoretically gone to, for the burial, but... I'd be helping you. Yeah, the burial would have probably taken Yusuf probably 30 minutes, an hour. Yeah, okay. Between, like, going to my hut and then taking him and just, like, 
trying to pay respects with his voice <laughs> in my head. So yeah, actually no, you're right. It probably would be more like a half an hour. Yeah, uh, he would. He wouldn't have stood on very long ceremony. Yeah, and would no. have probably started cursing and getting all obnoxious about it. So <laughs> a bittersweet memory for sure. And yeah, so that takes him about a half hour. And Lisa and uh, Feder, you guys are kind of you're doing circles around, checking the buildings, and so far even with your perceptions are what they are and you can do investigation checks uh too sure um but the initial glancing you're not catching anything immediately. okay that was a uh, 22. the place has been very cleaned out picked clean you get the sense that if the dominion troops didn't do this in terms of cleaning out the whole town looters and robbers and bandits might have just swarmed in and done the rest this area in valdarian in Dominion territory is definitely a lot more apt for bandits than where you were in the north. So just as a reference point, you would have been thinking that too, just things are shitty here. <laughs> and this place was probably one of the least, like the last nice pastoral places that wasn't touched by the rot of Dominion control. So that takes you a while because uh, there's still places that are mostly still standing that you can kind of wander through and you don't want to collapse the roof on you. So you guys are taking some time with that. As Yusuf is heading over to where Chesterfield's place was, Taslin, what are you doing? You're still with the ship at the moment, right? On, on board? Yeah, I am. Exactly like how scorched and burnt out do the homes look? Charred, black. Charred, okay. Well, she's yeah. just, she's actually not gonna go down. She's gonna chill up top, kind of like on the railing with Shenzo and okay. survey from above. This, and I'm, I'm guessing for you, it's starting to evoke some feelings of certain places past. Mm-hmm. There is a kind of tenseness that's happening. She's already pretty kind of worn and ragged from barely sleeping the night before because of everything she saw in her little scrying crystal ball. Yeah. And lots of lots of feeling, lots of emotion. Definitely doesn't yeah. want to go anywhere near a burnt town. And even though you can't smell it from your vantage on the Phoenix Blade, the, the smell of just rubble, dust, settling, debris, you can imagine it completely. Mm-hmm. But there's enough wind up where you are on the on the ship that it's not exactly... They wouldn't smell anything necessarily, but it's there in your mind. Yeah, the spent smell of ash and charred wood and all of that. Yeah, definitely a yeah. sense memory. Yeah, and as you're doing that, you, you do notice just off to the side, Drago, not next to you, but standing maybe like five, ten feet away, just kind of just standing there, keeping an eye straight ahead, looking out, not demanding any sort of attention from you, just being there as a physical presence that is understanding and he's not making he's not hiding it he's just he's there and he's just looking ahead i give a little nod keep doing my thing yeah he, he nods as well fetter and lisa you see yusuf coming back from burying his mentor and he's heading over to a specific place in the city and you can either follow him or you can keep your search going but he's heading towards a very specific spot with a very specific goal in mind yusuf how was it any issue no, it's uh, short and sweet, taken care of. He chuckles a little bit, and then just you see, like, sadness well over him again. I put a hand up on his shoulder. Yeah, just like, and just nod at him. And uh, so what now? Well, I'm going to see if the old fart stuff is still intact. Okay. And uh, he walks over to a hut about 30 feet away. Cool. 
I'll fall in. I'll fall in behind him. Yeah. And just uh, yeah, give Lisa kind of a look and yeah. And yeah, you find the ruins of Chesterfield's hut pretty quickly, and you almost aren't sure that it's his hut because a lot of landmarks are mostly gone and blown over and burnt or charred. But you do you have enough memory of the land and walking that this feels like the place. You do remember that he, the way he designed his under tower, as it were, was a little bit of a hut with an entrance that leading that leads down into his inverse tower. And you also remember that he had a lot to say about the hubris of mages towers up into the sky, trying to compensate for little ding-dongs. Another thought of his that uh, gives you another bittersweet memory of his vulgarity. But anyways, uh, I would say Yusuf primarily do an investigation check, and if Fetter and Lesa want to help you, that can give you advantage. Yeah, I'll help. Okay. 17 and 16, so yeah. Yeah, it's definitely his place, and you're starting to root around. At a certain point, maybe it's because you're clopping your hoof against the ground or just testing to see if you can find that particular entrance. You feel the ground start to shake a little bit and give, and I need you, Yusuf, to do a uh, deck save. And Fetter and Lesa, if you are close enough to him, I'd have you do that as well. Okay. Uh, deck save, it's a 12. Uh, 13. Seven. Yeah, good dice tonight, guys. Hell yeah. <laughs> so the ground starts to collapse beneath you, uh, Yusuf, and you realize pretty quickly that this is the spot. The door must have just rotted with the fire or something. And you're able to get out of the way. And Fetter as well, you sense that the ground is shifting. But you notice that Le- Lesa hasn't quite caught on yet. And you find yourself, Lesa, tumbling awkwardly down a spiral, a small spiral scare- staircase. So imagine just head over feet, just tumbling down, but not very fast. And you're, there's just enough momentum that you fall that you keep tumbling over and over end. I mean, I've got I've got slow fall, so would I be able to like catch myself a little bit, or like right myself after the first couple of tumbles? Yeah. So with slow fall and your experience, I would say do just an acrobatics check with advantage because you're not tumbling very fast. You're just tumbling down. A seventeen. Yeah, you manage to catch yourself pretty quickly, and you write yourself. Yusuf, what's this? What are we looking at? Not, uh, not me falling. That's that's what you're not looking at. <laughs> <laughs> as that echoes up through the darkness. Not me falling. Well, this is his under tower. He thought mage towers were phallic. So, oh, so this. How big is this? What are we looking at? Should we get Taslin down here? I mean, I've been in here before, right, John? Uh, yes. How many levels was it? There, for you, you remember there was only two. Okay. And, Lisa, the distance you fell down doesn't feel like two. There's something weird, Lisa, you notice just in your basic perception that the, the distancing is a bit weird now. I mean, he was a gnome, so his legs are way smaller than mine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Lisa, <laughs> you, you're, <laughs> you're the first one down there, so after you've righted yourself and begin your descent down the stairwell. It takes a little bit, maybe a few minutes, and then you find yourself on the first level of this under tower. And then the rest of you guys can follow behind. I'm gonna go out and try to like wave down the ship and do like a whistle and just like and try to like 
you know, whoever's looking over the side. Yeah, Drago notices, and then Taslin, are you still there paying attention? Yeah. Yeah, you guys hear a very shrill whistle deep within the city. Yeah, and I'll call up and I'll go, Major's Tower, if you or Vanessa wants to come down and take a look, maybe? I don't know. Up to you. I'll kind of turn to Drago and run, like stick a hand in my hair. I'm like leaning on the railing with one arm, got a hand in my hair on in the with the other. I'm just I turn to him and I say, I don't like I want to go down there and be with them, but I don't know how to get. I don't know how to go down there. It's too. It's too much. Any points to his head? Too much up here, and any points to his heart? Too much here. Yeah. Hmm. That's a tough one. The only reason I would say at least try is just because they might need your help or they might need your expertise. And he looks at Trenzaban. I do find that pets and animals can help sometimes with the here and the here. And he points to his heart and his head. But it's ultimately your choice. If you want, I can help you get down and at least get you to the town. I look at Shenzo. I think I'll be okay. I'm gonna try. That's all we can do. I kind of kneel down and bury my hands in Shenzo's fur and put my forehead to his forehead and take some comfort and then I'll and then I'll climb down. I'll be down to catch her on the other side. However, they're like lowering or however she's climbing just to help get her down like the last couple of feet. With Shenzaban being let down too, Drago's up there with a couple sailors and they're helping you down the rope ladder and the chain that they made, rope chain. And between all that and then Fetter down below, he reaches you guys just as you get to where you need his help. And you are on the ground of Dagnarus. Right, now under tire. Now put my hands on her shoulder and like look in there and go, hey, I know this probably is very weird and uh, I, don't, I don't doubt your trepidation but we might find something arcane down there that we wouldn't necessarily be able to make sense of so I don't know it doesn't hurt and we already had one floor fall out underneath and you've got the magic bird that can call for help so I appreciate you coming down I know it's not easy sounds uh exciting never a dull moment yeah if if I seem a little detached it's not personal. I just the last time I was in a burned out town was a dare and I'm sure sleeping amongst charred bodies is a little it's a lot so I understand it's um, weirdly for me a little close to home but I understand but take your time and I'll just kind of show her where we're headed mind that bit right there okay I follow him. I've got like a hand like in Shenzo's scruff the whole time. And he's he's helping you along and he even has some extra purrs in there just to feel nice against your your grasp. Oh. And yeah, you guys make your way to the spot, the caved in spot and with some effort you climb down the stairs and you join up with everybody who has by now made it to this this first floor of the under tower. And Yusuf, yeah, Yusuf, uh, you remember this to be just uh, Chesterfield's living quarters and mm-hmm. true to your memory the place is a, a freaking mess uh, all <laughs> along the wall are tacked various drawings and sketches of maps animals machine ideas and various drafts of gnomish poetry all very bad do a perception check anyone who's interested down here 
Once we get down inside and we're not like amongst charred buildings, uh, Tass very visibly relaxes. Oh sure, cool. sure. And John, I'm gonna do an eye for eye for, uh, eye for detail for hidden stuff too. Uh, and I got a 19. I got a 17. 17. Okay. 19. You wanted a perception. Yeah. 18 for me, John. Would Gallahan have heard their conversation near the rail since he would be up there? Yeah, probably. Uh, Drago wasn't being very secretive, uh, unless Taslin was, but I wasn't. his voice was a yeah, normal normal voice, and they were speaking a little bit over the wind, too, so uh, people within the vicinity would have heard. So Okay. Uh, I got a 17. 17? Okay. You guys all did pretty pretty well. Uh, Fetter, you notice it first because of your n- natural perception and all that, but there's some lewd cartoons hidden about uh, depicting <laughs> characters with uh, huge genitalia discussing mundane things like weather or engineering concepts. <laughs> and you go through it and the, the text part is the most boring shit you've ever read. Right. Like, man, when clouds form together, they uh, gather moisture, but the, the depictions of the boobs, the, 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 the penises are just insane. Wow, so your mentor was a little pervert, yeah? You have no idea. Fantastic. I mean, you're, Is you're that such why a you don't dad. wear pants? <laughs> I'm wearing pants right now. I mean, the funny thing is this, this cartoon of you most clearly looks like you're not, though. That is not me. Can I have that? No. There is is one that, like, the resemblance of one of the characters, one of the side characters, who just spouts off a very random fact about uh, plant life in a a valley. It looks like Yusuf. Yusuf both. That is not me. And there there are pants that are down to his ankles, but, like, you can't tell, like, there's still... Which ones are which? (laughs) Which ones are which? Wow, and the really oh. interesting thing is that the, both the horns are dicks too, Yusuf. I mean, good God. I mean, yeah, phallic horns. Wow, that's uh, that's Who something. You had Damn friends it. like these, Yusuf. Let let yeah. me see this. Um, <laughs> as soon as, as soon as I see Taz come in, I'm gonna smile. All and right. Just kind of like nod at acknowledgement that she's here. Okay. And then I'll I will make a thing out of it, but like the fact that she's here means a lot. Okay. And then I'll go back to the drawing like ah, that son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, and he so kind of tears up. He's like mm. Sorry guys. Uh give me a second here. Sure, sure. And he just kind of takes in the the room a little bit more. Anything we can help you find? Anything we can uh you know, anything any mementos you're looking for specifically? No, I just thought maybe we might find something that it's useful or something we can use against them. Sure, sure. Well, take a minute here. Is th- what, what's further? Is there more floors? I kind of just like nudge, just like silently nudge Shenzo. So he'll go over and kind of like rub against Yusuf's leg a little bit. Give some comfort there. Aww. Yeah. He'll kneel down and give him some scratches behind the ear. Look at the picture again. He's like, he was a dirty old man and set it down on the, the table. Like, I don't know. Um, I was just looking for. You're not not taking that with you, Yusuf. Yeah, we got to take the pawn with us, Yusuf. Come on. We got a bag of holding. Uh, uh, and then. I mean, <laughs> we're, I'm not going to take the stuff of me. I, I like pull out the bag of holding and open it up and just like hold it out. 
Yeah, come on. Come on. Just, look just like, the one of on. you, at least. He loved you. He gave you so many dicks. This picture is something I don't need, and it is definitely something the three of you don't need. Look, real. We absolutely do need it. Oh, no. It's something I very much need. Yeah, we all need. True friends draw pornographic photos of each other, Yusuf. Like, this is. You're going to regret not having He gives Lisa a wry smile, and he's like, well, I suppose you can have it. And I'm going to take it and put it in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> kind of shakes his head. And then I'm going to walk over to the desk and see if he had any, like, more official-looking correspondence there. I just start picking up all the other, like, pornos <laughs> that have nothing to do with Yusuf. And, and yeah, and Teslin, again, I can't stress enough how just boring the text part is. It's in sharp contrast <laughs> with how it just... Maybe to you. Like, Jocelyn's yeah. like, this is cool. I'll read about this all day. Yeah, there's one where two characters are talking about a wind vane and the, the possibility of just, like, being able to tell the wind direction. <laughs> Which way the wind is blowing. I feel like this is... What is what is a wind sock but a condom for an air elemental? You know? Yeah, right. true. Very true. Uh, and then, Feder, last thing for noticing stuff in this particular area, you notice just various drafts of... Coffee recipes, bean water recipes. Sure. None of them, none of which are quite what you do or work, but mm -hmm. they have all those same kind of crude drawings next to them too. Just yeah, I'll pocket the coffee recipes. Yeah, maybe some uh, variances you can expand upon when you have uh, a free moment. Mm -hmm. And the the rest of the place, because there's not really any walls in this first floor. The in the picture you guys see, there's just support beams. But off to the other side, there is a. It's a kind of a curious looking bed slash device, and Yusuf, you remember this immediately while I'm looking at it. You recall, Yusuf, that Chesterfield had some gnomes engineer him a bed that could be folded into the wall with a click of a button. You also remember that the damn thing never quite worked right and would slam open and close over and over again, tossing its occupant away or crashing him into the wall. And you also remember that he was amused by it greatly and kept the thing. And that is a... Now it's not really... It's broken even more just over time. It's just kind of hanging halfway down, just creaking. <laughs> Like an old shitty Murphy bed? Yeah, pretty much. But with gears and stuff like gnomish engineering behind it. And yeah, the rest of the place is just... There's a pantry off to one side, that little nook that goes into another small room that has various dry goods and some food. And on one of the tables, you can see that he was finishing a meal or something and didn't quite get done. That stuff is rotted. There's not much else on this floor that you guys notice. But you do see that the stairs that you came down also continue down another level to like his lab. Yusuf, you remember, his, he keeps all his business stuff at the very bottom. Right. Yeah, after the once around through here, I'll, I'll head down to the next level. Yeah, me too. Lisa, you were looking at something, right? Were you yeah, I wanted to see if, to... like, I mean, it was obvious he was, like, a journaler, right? So I kind of wanted to see if amongst all these notes and stuff that he was constantly taking, if there was any indication that they were aware that the Dominion was interested in them. Do, Lisa, yourself uh, an investigation. Fifteen. You don't see anything here on this floor in particular. Looks like there's not, other than the drawings and the sketches and the, the really bad poetry. A lot of the stuff here was just decorative. Something to look at while he ate or leisure, like leisured around. This was not a very businessy end of the place. You might have better luck downstairs. I will summon my bird and have the raven just kind of like chill out by the entryway. So sure. we at least have kind of like a little sentry, just in case, you never know. And then I'll go down with them. 
Okay. Uh, you're not looking through the sentry's eyes. You're just, you got him up there. No. Just, okay. Yeah. I mean, that would be funny if I was trying to follow them when I was blind and deaf, but. <laughs> yeah. Same thing downstairs, like uh, looking for hidden stuff, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, for sure. And again, the, you find that the lab is even messier than the quarters. Books and stacks of papers are piled damn near to the ceiling and are spaced so as to give you guys not very many options for moving around. You're not like too crowded or you can't move around each other, but you're not going to be standing side by side. It's a little on the claustrophobic side. Not too bad, but ugh, this is pretty, pretty messy. And you see paintings on the wall all the way around, framed elaborately uh, of machines, various machines that don't make any sense. Engines, contraptions, gears, things that just seem like ideas just given a, an art artist rendering. Kind of weird. You don't see too much other than the books here, and you make your way through with your investigation checks and your perceptions as they are. Oh, I rolled another one and I got a 20. I got a nat 20. Yeah, so 23. I rolled a nat 22, John. Haha, how about that? Yeah! No secrets from anybody. I only rolled a 16. Which comes uh, 28 for me with my eye for detail as well. I'm still at a 13. 13? Yeah, through that, there's a rickety door off to the side. You go through it and find the rest of the lab with mechanical contraptions and potion bottles, although they're either broken or emptied. You see a few like manifests of various engineering orders through the, for the town and a few things that look like journals at first, but they're more of to-do lists, lots of to-do lists. Like, draw another cartoon, buy milk, <laughs> etc. Uh, things like that. And then some that just are, like, a series of words. Like, eh. You said the bottles and stuff were broken. Does it look like someone's been down here? From your checks, no. You don't see it. It seems like uh, this was Chesterfield inflicted. More like, oh, I broke it. Oops. Because there's a few bottles that are empty, not used. There's a couple contraptions that don't do anything that look like he just pieced them together. This looks like a typical, like, lab table with things that are... Failed experiments and experience, experiments not yet done, and parts that haven't been put to a use yet. It's like wandering into someone's uh, like tool shed in the garage or their hardware room where they've got a bunch of projects going that don't make any sense uh, because you're not them and they haven't started enough. A lot of different projects started all at once. Then off to the side, you notice a very nicely made chest, clean of any dust. I'm going to be like, hold on one second, let me... Take a look at this and uh, make sure it's on the up and up. Yusuf, he wasn't one for traps, yeah? I mean, he was very mechanically inclined. I don't know about magical, but there might be a spring-loaded guillotine that comes out of the wall or something. That sure. would be dumb. Yeah. He might do that, something like that. <laughs> right. Nonsensical. As he, t sure. as he takes a step away from the opening of the chest. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to check the chest and anything, you know, around for trap triggers or any sort of trap kind of stuff. Sure. Do you want me to roll a perception, yeah, do, John? Do, do, let's see. If you're going to perceive, you wouldn't need to. But if you were going to check for traps as like an active, I would say roll for that. Okay. You're kind of poking around. John, have I seen, have I seen inside this chest before? Do I know what's in it? It's a 23, John. Okay. Yusuf, you've never seen the chest before. Okay. But Yusuf, do a history check while he's, well, Fetter's checking for traps. I don't think I have anything in history, but let's see. Yeah, no. So 17. 17. Okay. Uh, you do remember him joking off, on the off chance that, like, it would be cool to uh, find a, a mimic and tame it if he could. And <laughs> just an off joke he made. Feder, as you're checking around for traps, you notice, like, a, <laughs> like a, 
the noise someone might make if you tickle them on the side. Right. And you look up and just oh, see. Oh, crap. You just see eyes staring at you like. And like a. Like a yes. And it, it doesn't attack or anything. It just like kind of eyes start to blink and it looks at you. Yosef. Oh, hello. Hello. Who is this? Oh, what? God. Oh. Uh, uh, this is, um... I got a, uh, 20, another 23 for Arcane. Do I know that it's a mimic? Yeah, and you, you see as the, ch- the chest is starting to, like, it's, the mouth part is starting to form, and the seams where the eyes would be, like, they're starting to form into some of its features to just give it a sense of aliveness. And you see some of the pseudopods kind of, like, flop out. As it's like, it's trying to, like, like it woke up. I actually kind of start hopping up and down and clapping uh, and being like, I know, I've I've heard of this. I've heard of uh, these things. They're, ooh, yes. Oh, so cool. I've never seen one before. Ooh, this uh, is. So, uh, hang on a sec. Because I've got, like, I'm slowly pulling a dagger out. Are we killing this thing? What's going on? Yusuf? No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. <sighs> he kind of puts his head in his hand. He's like, for fuck's sake. Okay. Did your friend tame a mimic, Yusuf? I remember him joking about it would be cool to tame a mimic, oh. and I guess he did it. <laughs> um, and I'll go, and I'll move, and I'll stand in front of it. Okay. I'm like, hi there. Can you understand me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I, I can understand you, yes. Uh, okay. you, who are you, people? Uh, uh, well, you probably haven't heard of, well, I'm pretty sure you haven't heard of any of them, but you might have heard of me. My name's Yusuf. Oh, Yusuf. Yusuf was a very good friend of mine. Oh, Yusuf. Yeah, he talked about, wait, uh, was, uh, past tense. Uh, what, what, what happened? The town was sacked. The Dominion broke through. Oh, that is, oh, that's distressing. Chesterfield is gone. <laughs> and you, you see him just take a big old sigh, and the chest, like abnormally, just breathes in and out. <gasps> um, damn. He, uh, he was killed along with many other gnomes, and the rest of them were taken. Uh, there's no one here. Just me. Oh. Oh. Well, what are you, how, what are you guys doing here? Well, I'm <coughs> flying over, heading south, and I, re- I didn't realize how close we were going to be here, but I had heard of what happened, and so I stopped to check for survivors, and I just buried Chesterfield. And I came down here to see if there was anything he left that I might be able to use against the Dominion. And as the, uh, and I'll just like kind of like just tighten my tie up and be like, and as the sole surviving heir of uh, Chesterfield's estate, any contents wherein would theoretically pass on to him and perhaps your own uh. person, uh, give or take. So uh, anything you may be holding on to. I just kind of pat Yusuf on the, on the back. <laughs> <laughs> and as uh, Feder, you're going into, into that, the thing lets out a, just a loud gargle of cough, like it's trying to clear its throat. <laughs> And it takes a moment. And then you just see it, like, for a minute there, it almost goes back to its chest form completely. And then it pops back out. Ugh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Ugh. Ugh. 
Still getting used to the voice thing again. Um, uh, bear with me. Okay, so, real bummer. Uh, my name is... Uh, uh, Bunky. I am what I guess Chesterfield called me a mimic, which I guess makes sense. I can turn into different things. For a while, I was the door. But that wasn't as fun. This form is... feels traditional somehow. Mm. It's, uh, I've heard of, of your kind. Where did he find you? Or mm. was he... did he craft you? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how these things work. Well, I don't know much about myself as a kind of people, uh, or a, a group of anything. I just know of myself, and I was... well, I was... and he thinks... I was, a, he found me in a random crypt out in the countryside somewhere, and I was a door. And I was going to eat him, because I was very hungry, but he, he had so many fun riddles, and I liked that. And we got to conversing and having riddle contests, and he beat me. And so we decided to become friends, and I went home with him. And apparently there's- Riddles, huh? Yeah. Oh, do you, do you want to hear any? He gave me a few. Yes. I haven't spoken in a while. Oh, yes. It, uh, Blue lady. Uh, I got one for you. And the chest kind of wobbles its like top part a little bit in a very unrealistic way. To, like This is very unnatural, what you're seeing. And he's not being very chest-like. I have a tail and a head, and but I have no body, and I'm not a snake. Well, what am I? A, a coin. coin. <laughs> and he just gives his guttural laugh. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, what rooms can't you enter? Sorry, what? <laughs> what rooms can't you enter? Huh. <laughs> what rooms can't you enter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's getting a kick out of it. It kind of looks like the chest is smiling, and you start to see a few more teeth form as some of its mimic, like, original forms start to show through the chest formation. Very amused. Oh, got one. Do you give up? I'm just like, mm. there's there's a knife, like, very slowly coming out of a hilt. Yeah, Lisa's got her staff out. She doesn't... We, yeah. yeah. I have no interest in dumb riddles from dumb boxes. And he now knows that his food source is gone and dead. Is it? Yeah. So the property of... Uh... Wait, 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 well, wait, 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 wait. While you think of, while you think of that... Is it a mushroom? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, you got it. Oh, it's so, it's so sweet. So I have, a, uh, I have a message from Chesterfield. However, being that Chesterfield was kind of a bastard, he put the message in my mouth. It's been sitting in my stomach for a while. Uh, it's a letter. Uh, if you want to get it, you can. But he wrote it fairly not, not too long ago, before whatever this was, before you guys got here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great. If, if you wish it, uh, I won't bite, but I know that's a very weird thing to say. So I'm just going to open my mouth and you do what you will. The fist, and it, just fist right into it. Just right into the hole. <laughs> oh, I was going to suggest we use one of my staffs and like and scrape it out like a tongue uh, scraper. Yeah, go ahead and get the, get the staff in here too, Lisa. Like, let's. Yeah, I'll just keep his mouth pried open. Well, I know okay. that you're good at fisting. 
So yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> well, Fetter goes first. He makes a fist, and then he makes a duck hand, and then he makes a fist, and then he makes a duck hand, <laughs> and then he settles on the duck hand. Fetter, stop showing off. And just whoop, and just right into. All right, hang on. Does it like when he when he opens his mouth? Does it just like like just completely like flop open? Yeah. Oh yeah, just. I'm just gonna keep my staff underneath it, just kind of like to keep it pried open. Should he change his mind? Sure, sure. He, he's laughing. Uh, from what uh, I think, Taslin, you you notice this as laughter more than maybe the others might, because it seems very creepy. But he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he and Chesterfield were definitely friends. Yeah, and Fetter, you get the letter. It's not as moist as you might expect. I actually lean over to Yusuf and I'm like, yep, he's showing off right now. <laughs> Just a well, little, I have no doubt. A little <laughs> one or two extra pumps before I pull it out. Yeah. And I'll shake it off and I'll hand it over to Yusuf. Like, there you go. That's disgusting. And then, uh, Lisa, do you, move the, do you move the stick out so you can actually see what's going on? Just leave it there. Just leave it there. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna loosen it a little bit but I'm gonna keep it under there just like okay. just a right, little yeah. just cause I don't sorry but you understand <laughs> right he probably enjoys having some wood in his mouth <laughs> probably <sighs> okay open the letter you read it and Chesterfield's voice does come to your mind as you as you read it. My dear sweet Yusuf, if you found this letter, it means I'm probably dead. It also means you had to stick your hand down a mimic's gullet, and I've been laughing for days at the thought. I hope he didn't bore you with his fucking riddles. Anyways, I have grim tidings. Our spies discovered an archmage working with the Dominion, and if that's the case, we're fucked. It's only a matter of time before they try to overpower my wards. And if it's who I think it is, then he will succeed. Just know that the one you see isn't the right one. Now, I know you're trying to walk the straight and narrow, but if he's the one who kills me, I would like you to bring his head back here and let old Bunky finish him off. Toodles. And then it's signed and flourish with Chesterfield. The one you see isn't the one the one you see isn't the right one when he had the i don't know this so this is out of character but when he had the vision of the uh, dominion coming for the town wasn't it chesterfield that like saw backwards through the ball in the tower it was um no it was the archmage it was archmage. Oh, okay yeah it was uh banham oh, okay i or bonham I was wondering if maybe when he say, said the one that you see is the wrong one is like his he has like an evil doppelganger that's walking around and not actually him. But I guess not. Yusuf, how much of that? Well, here, let's do it this way. Hey, so uh, what do we got? Anything interesting? Well, apparently, and I'll hand you the note. Like, apparently he saw it coming. Interesting. Lisa, would you mind moving the staff out of his mouth? Yes, sure. Thank you. Sorry about that, Bunky. Uh, no, I'm. I understand. So, did Chesterfield talk to you at all about what this letter said? Well, he, when he was writing that, he was swearing a lot. That tracks. 
but he kept talking about some kind of person called uh, the Bane, and I know uh, he had some a book out near his, on a, maybe it was he had, he had a book with him in his hand uh, that he was leafing through. Maybe had information. I uh, I don't know it where it would have been because I haven't really moved other than well, uh, this is the most I've moved in a long time. Let's see. <sighs> If you saw the book again, would you know what it was? And I'll start moving over to yeah. the bookshelves and just... Yeah, I'll start rechecking okay. everything, but yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things where most of the books don't have like titles on the cover. They're just leather bound or parchment bound, but they're not like, they're not very helpful. These aren't like books from a library. It's all compiled pages, copied things, books from traveling merchants, but then like, you know, just take the material from the cover if it was leather maybe to use it for something else that's the kind of person Chesterfield was right yeah you'd have to take a few books and put them in front of him and I imagine if you want to maybe just do a straight up I guess uh, investigation, investigation role yeah just investigation role which will include you grabbing a few books putting them in front of him and I'll help him too the Yusuf nat 20 nat 20 oh there you go yep so yeah, you three find, nat you 20s going through this guy's stuff yeah, this you point. find it's the the first book you find actually uh, with your nat twenty, Yusuf. You put it in front of me. He's like, "Oh, that looks like the one." Yeah, open it up. And it's uh, a book about simulacrum and how to create them, how to find like basic theories and things like that. Hmm. So it's a, it's a it's a textbook on simulacrum from like a, a I would say maybe a one oh two to one oh three level. So it's not quite in depth, but it's something that probably Chester would have been able to get his hands on. Okay. Yusuf, have you told us about the the prime, like the twins that you were aware of that you were scrying? I don't you, think is so. that no, I, to... I didn't tell him I have I haven't told anybody really about them, but now that I'm looking at this, I'm like, I wonder if this is how Prime got the And then like I'm gonna think back, like, did we ever talk about how she made the sim the the counterpart that she had? I uh, do a history. History check. 17. She was pretty coy about it. You do know that Chesterfield isn't powerful enough to do something to quite the extent of what you remember Zephina having. Mm-hmm. But he could he could help or he, he, he would know people. He's old enough. He was an old enough and traveled enough of a gnome to be able to know people who could have helped with that. So she never said who the other person was who helped out other than just that Chesterfield humored her. So she was maybe she wasn't allowed to give the secret to you, but... Or she was being flirtatious about it, or that that part's a little fuzzy. But you didn't get any specific information other than he kind of facilitated her ability to make another version of herself. Got it. Okay. So the the gnome that I was asking you to scry on, Taz. So her name is Zafina, and <laughs> Zafina Hafina, and um, she made a simulacrum of herself, and they were in a relationship. It was complicated. All right. Uh, props. Full support. But the one, the prime, as far as I know, is still alive. The simulacrum is not. And so I don't know. I feel like Chesterfield helped her make one, but I feel like I feel like this is what he's talking about. There might be a simulacrum of Bonham. Bonham. All right. So we think it's that more than we think maybe it's a warning about Galatha or a warning about this Zafina possibly being the other person? We think that it's a literal copy of Bonham as opposed to 
some other archmage that we're just who's working in the shadows and we're you know seeing Bonham as the agent out front when someone is actually working behind the scenes. I mean that's how I would interpret that in a world without magic, but that's how I would have interpreted it as well. Except if he was looking through this book, it may be it may be that he has a copy of himself out doing doing the dirty work while he's. Safe and hold up and closed somewhere else. Sky yeah. point or points unknown. Interesting. Well, um, can I flip the book real quick? Are there any pages that have like drawings or anything on them that he would have maybe been trying to highlight? Other than just a few key passages of the uh, some of the ingredients needed, some of the downfalls, even some underlines for some psychological effects of knowing that you have another version of you out there. A few things that are mainly just more informational reference, like you're going through a reference book trying to get some information out of it, but nothing too uh, specific to the letter otherwise, or that would tee you in on anything, or cue you in on anything. Miles to go and all that. Hey, Bunky, uh, do you ever fancy yourself an aeronaut, or would you like to stay down here in this hole for the rest of forever? Um, I'm going, I would like to go with the stay option. No, okay, fine. I'm just saying, like, there's... I wasn't quite done with my nap. Sure, sure. I like being a chest, and I like staying underground. It's been kind of nice. All right, well, Godspeed, then. Yusuf, uh, anything else we need to do here? Uh, Bunky, how long has it been since you've eaten? Oh, well, probably since he was alive, I guess. He, He fed me a few things every now and then, but I can go a long time without eating. So you're, so you're okay? Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, things move very slow uh, for us mimics. Or at least me. It'd be weird if there was another one of me around. If we were just two doors that just were next to each uh, Never mind. <laughs> With door knockers? <laughs> I mean, uh, possibilities. Anyways, yeah, I'm fine. I There's adventurers in the world always digging through and... Uh, well, maybe next time I'll be a little bit more secretive about it. But I'm glad I did not attack. I should probably be a little bit more aware. But you guys are nice people. And company every now and then is really cool. Well, tell you what, if uh, if somebody else comes to... We kind of fell through the trap door. It wasn't very weight-bearing after whatever happened happened. So there might be somebody that comes along. If it's not us, or if they just... I guess aren't nice, you know. Go ahead and treat yourself. Okay, yeah. How about this? You guys are the exclusive non-eaten from me, and that's it. Line drawn, no more. I give Yusuf like a quick look, like, okay. Real VIP stuff. Tell you what, if they know your name, don't eat them. Oh. That way, if if for some reason I need to send somebody here. To find something, I can tell them, say hello to Bunky. He is the chest inside. <laughs> There's a guttural laugh. <laughs> that good idea, probably. Maybe warn them that it takes a while for me to wake up. And that Got it. it's disconcerting, just from what I saw of your guys' reactions. Apparently I'm ticklish, too, so... <sighs> All right. Fantastic. Teslin, you do hear... As kind of after this end, you hear a tweet tweet of proximity from your bird up above. Well, it looks like something's happening upstairs. So we probably have to go. 
Bunky, would you like a riddle for the road? <gasps> yes, yes, please, please. Please. Uh, what is tall when it's young and short when it's old? Tall when it's young and short when it's old? Mm-hmm. Tall when it's young, short when it's old. <sighs> I'm going to, while they're doing that, I'm going to look at Lisa and then, like, go into, like, commando maneuvers up the stairs and kind of stealth my way up there. Yeah, I'm going to have my, like, my good staffs drawn and follow Fetter quietly. Okay. Let's put... Uh, I'll walk pack Taz and, like, really penis jokes. Should, and I'll walk to the stairs It's well. actually not, but sure. Oh, that's a good answer, though. Yeah. I mean, the answer was a candle, but a penis works, too. Oh, both are good. Mm-hmm. Have a good one, and Bunky. And he just, the, the, suit, the, the tongue just kind of <laughs> does a, a licking. <laughs> Gross. I give a little tickle, and then I start following them up, too. <laughs> Penis. What a fun riddle. I had a cousin once who tried to tame a mimic. And let's just say we don't see him around much these days. Well, my fellow fiends, that's all that I have for today. Let's do this again in, say, a week's time, and I'll tell you what shenanigans lie in store in these demon days. hear anything oh no uh oh Yusuf Hold are on. you there let me um go change the internet connection for the computer for him yeah you okay. you you max Pause. headroomed on us Drew <clears throat> can you guys hear me you're actually breaking Hello? up us I couldn't hear John. Oh, oh now yeah, it's no, to yeah. Johnny. I too. just turned off my, oh, no. my camera. What? It's getting it us like one the, by one. It looks like the trailer it's for Unfriended. Since his computer usually stays over there. Oh, what? Huh? You've been unfriended. I thought it was connected to <laughs> 5G, but I guess. Hello. Hello. Don't say anything mean. <laughs> Hello. So, anyways, Yusuf uh, isn't wearing pants. Despite oh. what he might Falls say. Falls into a hole. No one's um, buying that. And <laughs> the pants get snagged on a nail and get ripped off. And it looks not different at all. <laughs> can, can, can attest. Can attest. 